And now it's time for the song analyst, Michael Shore, Berklee College of Music graduate with a degree in songwriting. This is Michael Shore rummaging around in my songwriter's toolbox. Today we're going to talk about a tool called Tapping the Power of Everyday Language. What's the raw material that songwriters use? Where is the farm they grow songs, and what do they use for fertilizer? These are core questions for anyone writing songs. The simplest answer to this question is that a songwriter's farm is everywhere. Songwriting isn't just an internal activity. Songwriters also watch and listen to the people and activities going on around them. Some songwriters will actually go into a coffee shop, grab a mocha latte, sit down at a table, and discreetly listen to and take notes on the conversations going on around them. It may be impolite, but songwriters aren't listening for gossip or to embarrass someone. They're listening for two specific things. What are people experiencing in their lives right now, and how are they describing it? Now, why do this? Fundamentally, even when a songwriter is writing about him or herself, the goal is usually to connect with others. And it's true, like Carl Jung said, that the more personal the work of art, the more universal it is. But what if you've run out of things to say about your own life? What if you want to draw from what other people are doing and thinking or talking about? What if you're trying to find new ways to connect with your listeners? Or what if you just overhear something fascinating? The fact is that what people talk about in coffee shops or anywhere really is usually things they care about. Write about those things and you'll connect with people. On a more intimate scale, it's like the troubadours of the Middle Ages. Their songs reported the news of the realm. Now, why listen to how people are describing the things in their lives? There are at least two reasons. The first is that depending on the age of the people talking, you'll hear the new expressions and the current ways to say things. Using such common words and phrases is a great way for songwriters to connect with people. Though I usually discourage people from using cliches, this is actually a good example of when cliches are useful in songs. Overused expressions are familiar and easy for people to hear and sing. Remember when is ordinary language and very familiar, but it makes a great singable song title. Same with I Want to Hold Your Hand. Just be careful. A song that's a series of hackneyed phrases and ideas will most likely be uninteresting. But tapping into the power of everyday language can be very valuable for songwriters. And when you can twist a cliché into something new, like they often do in country music, you can have songwriting gold. One of my favorite examples of this is the Brooks and Dunn song, We'll Burn That Bridge When We Get There. The second reason it's worth listening to how people are talking about you is that you might hear a great turn of a phrase. Janice Ian's song, At Seventeen, is an excellent example of the value of a songwriter eavesdropping, even when they're just at home. Here's how Ian explained the origin of the song in a recent interview in Time magazine. I was sitting at the dining room table reading the New York Times magazine section, and there was a story about a girl who had been a debutante and had discovered that it wasn't all that it was cracked up to be. The first line was, I learned the truth at 18. I was playing this little samba thing on the guitar, and I thought, oh, that's a good opening line. It didn't scan, so I changed it to 17. Now listen carefully to what people are saying around you, even in print, and bam, you could find the opening line for a title for a song. By the way, you'll notice that Ian changed the sentence just a little to, I learned the truth at 17, because that scanned better. In other words, it felt more musical to her. 
Once Ian had the seed for the song, a stumbled-upon phrase that gave her the idea, she wrote a story that drew on her personal experience. But the seed came from listening to what people around her, in this case in a magazine article, were talking about and how they said it. The world is a songwriter's farm. By the way, I'm not encouraging anyone to spy on anyone else. Rather, I'm encouraging you to listen carefully to others. I'm encouraging you to be a reporter interested in how people live and speak, an artist helping document and share the human experience, a troubadour who changes the names to protect the innocent. There is one delicate aspect of this idea. Legally, song titles aren't subject to copyright, so you can use any title you'd like. Also, my best understanding is that since conversations are not in a fixed form, they aren't subject to copyright either. Any intellectual lawyers out there in Radioland, though, please go to artofthesong.com and email me a correction if I'm wrong here. But if you want to put something into a song that someone actually said, you may want to ask their permission. I'd probably let it go if it's something you overheard a complete stranger say. But if a fellow songwriter, for example, says something you want to use, you should definitely ask permission. And if it's someone you're in a relationship with, I'll have to leave that totally up to you. Tapping the power of everyday language. It isn't a rule, it's just a tool to help songs reach people more powerfully. That's what I found today in my Songwriter's Toolbox. This is Michael Shore. Support for the Song Analyst segment of Art of the Song comes from Berklee College of Music in Boston. Hi, this is Michael Shore, the host of the Songwriter's Toolbox podcast, and I'm also the song analyst from Art of the Song Creativity Radio. One of the strange things about being on radio, uh, this show originates as part of a radio program which is nationally syndicated, um, but it's also on the air here in northern New Mexico on uh K-Taos in, in Taos and on uh, KRZA in Alamosa, Colorado. And uh, it's kind of, I really get to experience the strangeness of, um, of fame. And granted, it's, it's small fame. <laughs> but um, uh, a lot of times um, friends uh, and even sometimes people I don't know will come up to me and say, oh, hey, I really enjoyed that. Song analyst, I really enjoyed hearing you on the radio uh, last Sunday. Uh, it's it's interesting to me too how not so many of them remember exactly what, <laughs> what I was talking about. Um, uh, in fact, that's one of the reasons why I'm working to put together a book of the songwriter's toolbox because um, I think it's just an easy way to remember things and and human beings learn through repetition and so being able to to hear something over and over or to look at it in a book can really be helpful. Anyway, I just wanted to share with you one story. A friend of mine who is a uh, an up-and-coming songwriter uh, and also an OBGYN um, gave me a call the other day and, and he said, oh, I'd really like for us to get together and I'd love for uh, our daughters to hang out. Uh, and also you did a great song analyst. Uh, it was the the song analyst about the the troubadours and it just really i really want to tell you how what, what it inspired me to uh to do or to think and um i he and i've been playing phone tag since then but so i don't know exactly <laughs> what it inspired him to think but it just reminded me of 
how um, media is kind of miraculous. Um, I sit in my studio. It's a small room, um, very comfortable, and I'm alone, and I write the song analyst, as you hear it on the podcast. It's a songwriter's toolbox. And um, and then I record it, and I send it off to uh, either to John and Viv, who host the Art of the Song radio show, or um, upload it as an MP3 onto my blog, and then it becomes a podcast. And um, from this little tiny location where I'm just uh, basically writing what my impressions are based on my experience and, you know, who I am, um, it goes out into the world and lots of different people hear it. And uh, hopefully it's inspiring them and making people feel more um, more confident or at least uh, more courageous to explore their creativity, particularly with music and songwriting. Um, which I'm very sensitive to because I'm really I can be really insecure about my songwriting. So I like having lots of support, and hopefully this show is providing that support for other people. But um, it is strange to think that I'm interacting with you now. You're listening to this, and at some point in the future, after I've posted this show, and in a way, and, and it's like radio is like this for me and podcasts are like this for me, I kind of feel like I know that person. It's a Radio is a pretty uh, – and podcasts are pretty intimate. You hear the person's voice. Maybe you're alone when you're listening. Um, and so you kind of have a feeling like you know them. Well, I have people in, in Taos coming up to me and saying, oh, I really enjoyed the show. And, um, and I can tell that it, it, they feel connected to me and um, – I mean, I like it. It's definitely um, a nice feeling, and I, I feel great that, um, you know, I'm adding a little warmth to the human experience. But it's also strange because it's not like they're doing podcasts and I'm listening to them and <laughs> getting the same experience. And so, one thing that happens is people whose names I don't even remember, um, although I recognize them, um, and I'm not that good with names anyway, but they come up and say, Hey, Michael, it was great hearing you on the radio. And I'm like, well, thank you. I'm really glad it was, but that's not fair. You know, my name, cause you get, <laughs> you get reminded of it every time you hear the show or the podcast. Anyway, just a little observation about, um, this little piece of fame that I'm experiencing and, um, and also the, the pleasure and the pride that I get from, being able to um, add something positive uh, into other people's lives. So there's my two cents. Again, thanks for listening. I'm really glad to be putting this out as a podcast, and I look forward to hearing from you. I hope you'll subscribe, and I would love to hear your comments. You can uh, leave comments on iTunes. Uh, you can leave them on the blog, Songwriter's Toolbox, which is songwriterstoolbox.blogspot.com. And um, you can also email me directly. Uh, I have a film music and music for marketing business, and the website is chocolatestrawberrystudios.com. And uh, you might also enjoy checking out the radio show website, which is artofthesong.org. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next podcast.